You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. What you got? Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Hey, Purpose Chasers, welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. And I'm so excited to have you here today with me for episode 98. Now, I connected with this woman a few weeks ago and immediately on talking to her, I know we had to have her on the podcast because you guys are going to enjoy her as much as I did. Just soak up all the knowledge that God has given her. So before we move forward, let me introduce you to our guest, Lauren Johnson. Born to lead, compelled to empower, determined to inspire. Lauren Johnson, also known as LJ, is a visionary leader, coach, and motivational speaker. She is a born native of Boston, Massachusetts, and now resides in greater Atlanta, Georgia. Lauren is the president and chief executive officer of To Respect, Unite, Support, and Teach, Inc., which is Trust Inc., (laughs) which develops young adults as servant leaders and positive change agents in their communities. She also finds joy in leading individuals to fulfill the next dimension of God's vision for their lives through her business, LJ Leads. Outside of her involvement with Trust Inc. and LJ Leads, she enjoys spending time with family and friends, being in nature, serving communities, writing and dancing, As her favorite quote by Mahatma Gandhi states, we must be the change we wish to see in the world. And that is certainly what she strives to do daily. Let's welcome LJ to the podcast. LJ, welcome to the podcast. Yes, thank you for having me, podcast connoisseur. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you for having me. We're so excited to have you. Let me tell you guys, I have talked to LJ before and mentioned I was talking to her and I was listening to her speak. I was like, "Uh uh-huh, I need this. I need this woman on the podcast (laughs) because the way she is pouring out and she's pouring out in a way that she doesn't even realize what she's doing. And I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love it. So before we get into the meat of this episode, I want you to tell us a fun fact about you that is not in your bio. Yeah. So I am a school bus driver, believe it or not. (laughs) That's one of my cherished roles that just came about two years ago. Um, Two years ago, I um, transitioned into full-time entrepreneurship after working in higher ed for the bulk of my postgraduate career. And then I ended in uh, city government. Then I decided to take yet another leap of faith and do full-time entrepreneurship. And you quickly learn that there's a lot to full-time entrepreneurship, including uh, insurance costs. And insurance costs is quite an expense. So as I continue to transition and fully embrace this new 
lifestyle, you know, that's a part of me now. Um, I chose to go after uh, becoming a school bus driver because it afforded me the opportunity to work part-time just five hours a day to love on some kids and give me some insurance. So I take joy and pride. I'm not ashamed to be a full-time entrepreneur with a part-time job as a school bus driver. I love driving that big old yellow bus. (laughs) I absolutely love that. There's one thing that will always put your a smile on your face is some kids. Yeah. The, just the no filter nature of them sometimes, just listening to them. You don't even have to be involved in the conversation. You're just <laughs> listening to it and just thinking, oh, to be so young and so free, right? Right, <laughs> right. And I love that God can allow us to do things that we want to do, but also allow you to be a blessing to the kids that you're driving as well. Because as you drive around, you are still like a shield of protection because you carry God within yourself. Come so on. Driving that bus, praying those children up, they don't have to know it. So I absolutely love that. Yes, it is a blessing indeed. Now, granted, they do get a nerve sometimes. Let's keep it real. But yes, to to hear their conversations, to see their excitement. You know, I drive elementary and high school students. So I get two different spectrums of youth. Um, I have my elementary school kids full of energy, full of boogers, full of uh, vibrant conversations. And then I have my high schoolers who are, you know, embracing near a new adulthood, getting ready to transition into a technical career. So they kind of think they're grown now and just even reminiscing on how you were as a kid and how was I really like that? I probably was, but worse. But yeah, it's 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 a blessing and a joy all all together. But they do work my nerves too. Let's keep it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember being a teenager. It's nothing like thinking you're grown as a teenager. And right now, I'm nearing 28, and I'm like, you're still not grown. <laughs> right. 28 is just a number. You're still like not grown. Every time I do something, I'm just like, okay, I'm adulting, getting used to this. But I remember being a teenager and thinking I had like life all planned out. Yeah. All planned out. And then to be telling, like talking and being like, okay, sis, you do not have your life all planned out. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Okay. So we know that you are a coach and a motivational speaker who specializes in vision alignment. Tell me what caused you to get into vision alignment. Woo. You know, um, I won't say it's by happenstance because nothing that God does in it through you is by that. But I certainly came upon this just recently, actually, if you want me to be honest. Um, When I first stepped into the entrepreneurship world, it was five years ago, and I introduced myself as a speaker, but also as what I call a leadership and empowerment coach, because I believe that my purpose is to to lead by means of empowerment. So I do that quite well. Um, But so when I entered into the coaching space, Um, I found that I was always working with people that had a a new or renewed vision that they needed um, to be dissected, to be planned out, to be um, made clear, to be aligned with who they innately are, what their innate capabilities are. You know, I was dealing with uh, one of my first two clients was one, a best friend of mine and actually my former pastor. And um, they were both looking to do some type of shift, leave. Um, my best friend was looking to um, leave his corporate career. Um, and my pastor was looking to add a uh, consulting business um, to all to his pastoralship, if that's even a word. I don't even think that's a word. But anyways, so, 
<laughs> so anyways, and they just needed clarity, you know, and they needed somebody to give them, to help them with how Becca Tutu says to make the vision, to write the vision and make it plain. Right. And even beyond that, they really needed to conceptualize it to see, you know, what do these services look like? What are these methods? But most importantly, I found this unique happening that was happening with all the cl- clients that come after that, that they really wanted to do life and business with more purpose because it gave them more value and made them feel more whole and, and more intimate with, with their relationship with God. So I found myself helping them to truly tap into what's already on the inside of them, their gifts and, and their, their purpose again, and really getting clear on that vision leadership and empowerment coach to saying now that I'm a vision alignment coach or that I'm a, people like to call me a life coach, but I I have became one with that, you know, a life and business coach that specializes in vision alignment. When I landed a contract just a year ago and I was talking through um, what I do and the contract manager was like, you should, you really specialize in vision alignment. I said, that's the thing. He was like, no, I just made that up. I said, I'll take it. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I am. I I completely love that journey. And we we all have these big dreams and these big visions, but sometimes and most times really we get to a point where we're like, what on earth? How do I make this thing that's in my head a reality? And how do I do it properly? And I love that God has anointed you to Mm -hmm. do these things. So before we get deeper, how would you define vision? Sure. So vision in its simplest form, because I'm all about being simplistic and concise, because I think that sometimes things that we believe are God, God, we like to overcomplex. And I really think that God makes things real simple and plain. We just try to, by our human nature, we make things, everything so complicated. So really God gives us a visual representation of, of where, where we ought to go. You know, that's, that's his, it in its simplest form. It's, it's the tugging on our heart that draws us to something bigger than ourselves, right? It's, it's, that, it's that childlike dream that you once had that evolves over time, that God puts you in position or, or guides you by his guiding light, by giving you a visual of just something to seek, something to pursue, something to go after. That, that is vision. <laughs> I love that. God gives us a visual representation of where he wants us to go in life. And when we see and when we really submit to God's vision for our lives, not our vision for our lives, everything changes, but it changes for the better. We feel more in alignment with what God has called us to do. And that gives us a certain level of peace. Yes, ma'am. Then following the vision that we've had and what 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 I like or love about God is he is so strategic. So the way these, the way these last um the two episodes leading up to you is it two or three episodes leading up to you we started with getting into how to become your authentic self. The next week we get into you purpose and digging deeper. And then this week we're talking about vision. So God is obviously doing <laughs> something because I did not plan the order that this was going to go. Right. I remember just sitting here, um, maybe last night or Thursday, Thursday evening and thinking to myself, God, you're doing something. I I see how you're crafting this one to go. So I completely love that. But there's something else that was really important in what you said. You said you went into Habakkuk to it's all right. I get tripped up on Habakkuk all the time. So don't worry. <laughs> like, but, 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 <laughs> <laughs> but 
The importance of writing the vision and mm-hmm. making it plain. I need to stop right there. Yes, ma'am. Because we have two types of people. Uh-huh. I, I find you have the people who is going to write the vision down to a T, every bullet point, everything. They got a plan and there's them. And yeah. then you have the people who are, it's all in my head. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. I know what I'm doing. It's in my head. So I want you to talk to the it's all in my head people for a moment. <laughs> yeah. Tell us why it's so important to write the vision and make it plain. Yeah. So, ooh, Habakkuk 2 2, right? Such, such, a, again, another simple scripture <laughs> that we ought to believe in and, and follow suit in, you know. Um, writing the vision is one thing, but I think the most important uh, part of that scripture that is often negated is the make it plain part, right? Because after that, it talks about so that those who who run with it may see it, right? So when I explain to my clients all the time, when I when I get them in position to really clearly and concisely scribe a plan that's aligned with God's vision and purpose for their life and their business sometimes is that you really got to write that in a concise format. You really got to take time to get into reflection, to really figure it out what God is saying to you and concisely write that thing. Because when I think of that scripture, when it says, so that those who may, who run may, may see it on the run, right? I'm thinking, okay, if you think vision boards, which are popular, right? Say that's a way that you um, write the vision and make it plain. And instead of using a bunch of pictures, you just use little concise phrases and, and writings on it. And you affix it to your wall um, in a way, in a position on your wall that you always pass by. If you are getting ready for work one day, or maybe you're getting, way for, getting ready for an endeavor and you're just swiftly, um, quickly passing that place on your wall where that vision is written, if you have a lot of words, if you have a lot <laughs> that's involved in the vision that you believe God has for you, you may not resonate resonate with it right away. You may not get what it is that God is calling you to do even in that moment. So God really wants you to scribe that vision, not in a long-winded fashion, not with much detail, because we know that God makes the exact plans of our lives. We He's just going to download little bits and pieces of inspiration for us to, to um attached to our faith so that we can go after that said vision. But so those little tidbits of the inspiration is what you need to put on that vision so that when you run past it, when, when you see that thing, it quickly clicks with something within you so that you know, okay, I'm on the right path. If I just see like on my, my vision board right now, that actually is behind me on my wall. As we're talking right now, it says born to lead. So as I go into my closet every morning, I'm reminded my purpose, okay, born to lead. So how do I be a better leader today? What has God called me to do today in leadership? How can I serve as an example of a fulfilled vision? Plain. We, 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 we convolute things. We, we make things too complicated when it comes to God's vision for us um, by trying to create a whole, like, like corporate, corporate organizations do strategic plans that are like these 10 and 20 page documents. You don't have to do that with, with your, in your relationship with God when you're trying to do life and business in line with what he has called you to do. Just write it simply and plainly and you'll just, you'll be amazed how far you can go with that. What you said just now blew my mind. Write it simple, write it plain. Now, when I was talking about the people who love detail, that's me. 
But I also have to remember that if I spend my time filling in the details of how these things are going to become possible, then I have left no room for God to show up and do what he does. So when you, I had to make a note of that. Like I'm here taking notes on my (laughs) iPad while I'm talking to you. I'm like, okay, simplistic vision boarding. How can I simplify the, the vision that I have so that when I can, like you said, put it up, I can say, okay, God, you want me to do this? You want me to do that? You want me to to do this? Because it's not about me knowing all the details of how to get there. That's not my job. My job is to show up and do the last thing God told me to do and do it. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes That's ma'am. it. He will show up. He will align you with people. He will open doors that you didn't even know you needed. But if we spend too much time trying to figure out the details of the plan, I feel like we get, what do they say? Analysis paralysis. Bingo. That's it. (laughs) Because we are stuck and saying, well, I can't figure out how to get there. Right. So if I can't figure out to get there, then it must be impossible for me to do. So Mm -hmm. what else can I do? Because this, this thing that I think I'm supposed to do, I, I don't see a way. So mm-hmm. because I can't see a way, I let me find something else. Let me go to plan B. When mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, God doesn't need a plan B. If he, if he has given you plan A, you stick with plan A and you let him fill in the blanks. So I love that. Yes. And you spoke on some, if you don't mind, um, that, that um, alluded to when I always talk to my clients and people that I speak in front of about vision blockers, right? You said something, you said, I can't figure it out. Or I can't find a way. I can't see a way. You know, when God gives us vision, it's not for us to figure anything out. It's for us to rely on God to figure it out for us. For, like you said, to fill in the blanks, right? Because when when we feel that we have to figure it out, that's when pride comes in. That's when our way comes in. And we're supposed to be submissive to his will and way for our life. So having faith is letting go <laughs> and being comfortable with the unseen. Because faith faith is the confidence in things hoped for is the evidence and things not seen, right? So I tell people all the time is when God gives you a vision, it's a vision beyond your sight. You will never be able to physically see the full manifestation of what God is going to do in and through you. You have to just have faith to know and hope to know that what I believe God has inspired me to do moment by moment of my life is in line with what God has given me to be and do. So I'm just going to press towards the mark, right? Like that scripture says, and just allow God to order my steps to illuminate the path that's going to get me to his complete full vision and not depend on sight because we are not to remain confident in sight. We're supposed to remain confident and have faith in what's not seen. Have confidence and faith. In what's not seen. Ooh, I, I I love that. And we have to remember that. And I am big on faith, but just because I always say that faith is my superpower. Mm-hmm. Just because faith is my superpower doesn't mean that I don't have moments in my life where my faith is challenged, where mm-hmm. my faith is waning, where I'm just like, Lord, <laughs> I need you to show up. I'm having faith right now, but it's hard and it's okay because in honesty, in communion and conversation with God, you are showing him your heart and he knows Mm -hmm. your heart. And then you remember that, you know what? God has the best thing for me in his heart. His heart is made up to protect me. He loves me. He's not going to do anything to me that is out of what is good for me in the long run, which I think is so 
very important. Yes, ma'am. So yes, very ma'am. important. So I want to go go back to you. Tell us your journey to finding out what God's vision for your life is. In the most concise response possible, because if you haven't learned, that's, that's what I'm, even though I'm long-winded and detail-oriented too, just like you, by the way, <laughs> but I aspire to be concise. So in the most concise response I can give you is through pain. You know, I often speak, what am I speaking Um, topics. One of my favorite ones is called when pain meets purpose, right? Because I believe that the greatest pains in life is with the tools that God used to bring you to your greatest gain. To be transparent, I, uh, in 2010, I uh, had my first suicide near attempt, suicide ideation. 2017, I had one of the worst uh, battles with suicide ideation, suicide attempts. And then 2019 was my last time. And I claim it. It was my last time. Um, so in 2017, what had happened in 2010, I didn't really know that this was a byproduct of what they call clinical depression, you know, in community and, and being raised in an environment by a strong black woman. It's not common <laughs> that it's okay to not be okay. It's not common to embrace things like depression and anxiety. So I was very ignorant to what was going on in the inside of me. Um, but in 2017, when I had a near attempt and nearly dropped, drove off a bridge, when I was living in um, Hampton Roads, Virginia, that brought that was my aha moment. That was my aha moment of, okay, life is bigger than this. I need to see a bigger picture because if I don't see a bigger picture, I'm going to give myself. Blessedly, right before that time, um, God had introduced LJ Lees into my spirit because I was, again, in higher education at that point. And I have a nonprofit organization as well. So I, I was the CEO of that nonprofit. So I was doing a lot of leadership work in my career and with my nonprofit. And then I had just started with my pastor and a few of my best friends and people that know people that were getting me to do work in this area. And then pain really came about again with this depression thing and, and the suicide, these suicide attempts. And what kept me besides the support that I had from my church family and, and close friends and my parents, um, it was, it was just always holding on to a bigger picture for my life. It was knowing that I was made for more. It was knowing that God had greater plans for me that I was royalty And then it was also knowing that scripture where um, Paul talks about in your weakness, you are made strong. So I must delight in all persecutions and all those negative things that turn into pains. And that's when I really um, became not only clear on God's vision for my life and purpose, but I became very confident in it because I knew that there was a pulling beyond me. There was a picture beyond me. That was pulling me to a greater purpose in my life. And um, I had more to live for. So when it became, when it, when it gave me, me personally more meaning, I knew that I had to position myself and be obedient to what I knew God was calling me to do to make sure that nobody else wants to cancel their life because they feel like they don't have a bigger picture that lies ahead to know that they don't have a bigger purpose and that they're gifted. Like God has planted gifts on the inside of them that they literally, that, he literally wants you to put out into the world. Mm-hmm. So that's what keeps me here. And that's what got me here. <laughs> and you said when pain meets purpose. Mm-hmm. And I believe that too many times we are so, we are so upset by the things in life that call, cause us pain, by the things in life that go 
not the way that we think it should go, not understanding that God can use even our worst moments, yes, ma'am. even when we are feeling very down and out, when we're feeling depressed or anxious, and God can turn that around and show you what it is that you have been missing. So anybody listening right now who may feel like they are in or experience some of the worst moments of your life, remember that God has more for you. Come I know how it feels in the moment. I know how it feels like, you know what? I I don't want to make it to tomorrow. I'm, I just want to give up. I understand that. I have been there before myself and it, it it is hard. But when we come to the realization that God has more for us, mm. there is more than the pain that we're experiencing. There's more than the disappointment. There's more than the heartbreak. There is more than the neglect. There's more than come the disappointment. There is more to life that God has for you. And mm-hmm. although you are in this moment of pain, that exact pain is what's going to help you to reach other people. Yeah. It's going to help you to, to go out into the world and make a difference. Yes, God ma'am. knows what he's doing. And although he doesn't create bad situations for us, he allows us to be able to go through those mm-hmm. situations that are in front of us. And the key word there is through. Through. Come on. Through. We have to go get through. We don't want to stay in. Yes, ma'am. We have to get through. And I think if I could ask you, Elle, if somebody is feeling this way, what are your top three tips for where they can start to help them to not get stuck? but keep transiting. Yeah. So the biggest thing for me, I can only speak from my experience when it comes to this. Um, and coupled with what God's word says is, is you have to accept it is what it is. My biggest battle when I, um, not in 2010, because again, I was ignorant, you know, but to what, what was going on with me internally, you know, when you, when, when people that have clinical depression, right. Um, there is a vulve that produces your endorphins, endorphins in your brain, right? So when you're clinically depressed, um, you know, the size of that vulve is, 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 is much smaller than the average person. So those happy feelings, when you think of that movie where uh, Pharrell had happy, that song happy, you know, you know, those happy feelings that the common person has that can so easily attain is much challenging for somebody who has clinical depression. Right. Um, so, um, it's harder for me to maintain those good feelings. And the biggest thing for me, when, when I got to that 2017 moment of suicide ideation, a near attempt of suicide, I had to accept that this is a true condition, just like somebody who has cancer, just like somebody who has diabetes, just like somebody who has cholesterol. So I had to accept depression or any type or or for whomever is listening, any type of mental illness that you have, even if it's not clinical, maybe you're just having a momentary situation. You have to accept it for what it is, but you can't wallow in it. How do you not wallow in it? We have to ask for help, Shantae. A lot of times, especially as women, right? We don't want to ask for help. We want to just sit in our emotions. We want to just sit in our our, our, our feelings and, and not realize that feelings are fickle and that it's okay to not be okay. And then it's okay to go a step behind that and tell people that you're not okay and, and, and ask for help. You know, maybe, you know, you need to work up to therapy. Maybe you need to work up to fully embracing what's going on in your life, but talk to somebody, tell them what you're going through, you know? 
tell, tell God, but then uh, allow God to illuminate people in your life that you can really um, partner with to help you get through, like you said, get through these things and get, get to the other side. But you have to, it starts with acceptance first. You have to accept that, okay, something's not right. You know, I've been sitting in these feelings for too long. I, I, I need to embrace that there's something wrong and I need to seek help and guidance in that. I think that is great advice. So definitely go and, and just think about what LJ has recommended and see how you can implement this in your life. So LJ, the next question I want to ask you is what is the biggest reason that causes our vision to fall out of alignment? Selfishness, pride, and impatience. Selfishness in the sense that we forget that um, it's not about us, it's about God. Um, (laughs) One of my favorite pastors nowadays to listen to is Pastor Darius Daniels. And one thing when he talks about purpose, he brings up the fact that oftentimes the things that irritate us is a very direction God wants to go us to go in when it comes to pursuing God's vision for your life. Right. So a lot of times we have to get out of ourselves and embrace the fact that the very thing that is irritating, (laughs) the very thing that takes most of your time that drives you nutty (laughs) is oftentimes the very area that God wants you to operate in. And sometimes we'll (laughs) allow our selfishness and our, our, our ambition and even our passions that are out of alignment with what God truly wants us to do to keep us from really pursuing God's vision for us because we want it our way. Been there, done that. Sometimes I have struggled with that even now. And that's where pride comes in because, you know, once you give the enemy just a little, little bit, he runs with it, you know, he runs with it. And then there's that impatience. It's then when you feel like you're in alignment with God, you start to become impatient. So you start to getting this mindset that you have to figure out how to get there quicker and faster, you know? So you start doing things that are outside of God's plan and purpose for your life and outside of his vision for your life, because you're now impatient and you want to get there sooner. And then you don't even realize that you're making it even more difficult for you. So selfishness, pride, and impatience tend to be the biggest challenges that me personally, I experience and that I see other people experience. Yes, I those three things when you said that I was like, okay, speak to me. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> but it, it is very true. And I, I think that especially the impatience. Mm-hmm. Because definitely when we see a big picture, we see where God is 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 moving us in towards that direction. We're like, okay, so Lord, I see you. You say that I'm gonna be let me be a best-selling author and I'll be on stage and speaking to thousands of people. <laughs> All right. How can we get there by the end of next week? Because right. I, I am tired of where I am now and I just need to be there. Be true, sis. Be true. <laughs> Not knowing that God, God is carving a path to teach you everything you need mm-hmm. for that thing over there that you will be doing in the future. Well, right now he's trying to give you those fundamental skills. Absolutely. Those things, like you said, those things that annoy you the most, he's trying to teach you how to deal with them. Yeah. <laughs> so that when time comes, you you can 
you know that, okay, all right, I've learned about this. Mm-hmm. Like for, for me, when I think about certain things, I know when I, when I was getting at a point where I was tired, tired of being in my nine to five and th- those things come and go, you, you're, you feel like you're in your, your purpose, you know, God wants you to do other things, but this job is also a part of your purpose and it's fine. And then it gets to a point where you're like, Lord, okay, I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. And you're fine again. And I remember at every point where I feel like I am done, this is it, Lord. I'd rather be out on the street than be <laughs> with these people. <laughs> right. The Lord, I have to say to, to, to myself and ask the Lord, like, what are you trying to teach me? Yeah. Have I learned it yet? Or am yeah. I missing it? Is complaining prolonging my process in this right. because sometimes I'm like Lord Lord Jesus Jesus <laughs> <laughs> um but I also have to remember that there are things that I cannot see that he is and qualities and and skills that he is honing mm-hmm. right now and when I think about that I, I always think about the fact that as as a lawyer I ask lots of questions that's basically what I do I talk all day Mm -hmm. I ask a lot of questions in court it's a lot of questions a lot of follow-up questions but then when I started my podcast it was a lot of questions as well interviewing people talking people asking them follow-up questions and I I could see how just doing this as work, when they come to ask people questions on the podcast, even though it's a more relaxed environment, it's still a skill yeah. that he's holding. And it's not just me asking questions. It's also the ability to listen and pull out what's important, mm-hmm. which is what I will need in the future. So sometimes you guys, when you, when you're feeling impatient, right? When you're feeling like, listen, Lord, all right. I got it. I got it. I see the vision. I'm here with it. I'm rocking with you. Let's go. I'm ready. Just Mm -hmm. remember that the Lord has some things that he needs you to experience, that he needs you to learn from, that he needs you to grow. There are people you need to meet. There are basically every day he is creating a way for you to become more like him and less like you. Absolutely. So we have to effectively die to ourselves, die to our flesh so we can mm-hmm. be more spirit. Yeah. And sometimes that that's hard. Yeah. And another thing you, you mentioned was pride. And I think pride gets in our way so much because even when we, I just think about when I need to go have like conversations with people that make me uncomfortable or make me feel like I don't want to do that. And 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 really the reason, and somebody pointed out, is more pride than fear. It's your pride that's saying to you that, you know what, you don't want to be vulnerable. You don't mm-hmm. want to expose how you're feeling. You don't want to deal with a certain situation because you, you don't want to look a certain type of way. And that's more pride. And although we may put it under the box of fear, it's pride. Mm-hmm. It, it's pride and pride gets in our way. And, uh, and I think people just in general, we think about pride. We don't think about the little things. We, th- we think about a big picture. We have a big picture of what pride looks like. And as long as we are not the biggest version of pride, then mm-hmm. pride is not our struggle. Yeah. But pride comes in various forms. Sure does. 
not asking for help when you need it is pride. It's pride. And that that's that's in your business, at work, you know, with your friends. When we need things and we don't ask for it, sometimes we're just prideful. So those are things that I want you to, to think about. Selfishness, pride, and impatience. And if you are like, feel that you're struggling with those things, ask the Lord to show them to you and then sh- show you a way to get over them. And it's going to be a step-by-step process, but I guarantee you, you can do it. Can I can I say something in response to that? One, first of all, I wasn't expecting to get cut up uh, by your <laughs> by your words when you talked about when you dissected that pride. Because one thing about me, I'm always talking about how I fear being vulnerable, but I haven't quite connected the two. So thank you for that. To pride, <laughs> you know, I've dealt with arrogance in my past, and sometimes that comes back. And now I'm sitting here saying to myself, Shantae is telling me something. Girl, you got pride. You got to let that go because pride comes before the fall. The word says that. And then I also, when you were speaking, I was reminded of, I was reading Romans this morning and I just want to give this scripture in Romans 3, 5. And it it, it just makes what you said before that, when you were talking about what um, pain produces in your life or what the things that irritates produce, it says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God loves has has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Right. So there's just (laughs) the sufferings, the things that get on our nerves, you know, and it doesn't. I think we can sometimes take when God referencing sufferings and pain um, in the word. We might, might take it out of context sometimes to think that it has to be something dire, something grave, like it has to be cancer or, and and this is not to diminish people that are going through things like that, but it can just be something that literally, excuse my French, pisses you off. (laughs) You know, it could be um, your inability to um, not get angry about something. It could be again, stuff that just um, irritates you. That, that could be sufferings, but know that there's this, that's, that's that, that thing that I talk about when pain meets purpose, there's purpose in that perseverance comes out of that character comes out of that and it gives you more hope for what is to come. So just press your way through it. So yeah. Thank you for beating me up and thank you for reminding me of the word that I read this morning. (laughs) Amen. Oh, that perseverance. Okay. You guys, so listen, you can push through it. (laughs) Yeah, We can definitely push through it. Okay. So for us, for those of us who are listening and saying, okay, all right, LJ, I, I hear you now. I got to get past my selfishness and my pride and my patience. And I, I okay, I'm going to look positively at my experiencing experiences, knowing that I'm building character. There's perseverance there. What do you suggest to help women walk confidently in that next level that God has for them? following their vision, where do you suggest that we can start? So um, shameless plug first, you can hire me. You can consider that. (laughs) I can help you do that. But beyond that, in all um, honesty, um, first it's becoming um, one with who you are, What what vision, purpose, and gifts are within you. You know, and what that really means to God 
and what that means in relation to who you are, to what your creation is. And so, so we have to go from really um, believing that we are walking in our, if, if you believe that you're already walking in your purpose, you have to make sure that that aligns with God's definition and standard of what purpose is and what vision is and what your gifts are. So you have to take some time in repose and in, in, in reflection and in stillness and really seek God to say, okay, remind me of, of what this means, what, how to define this, how to, how to define this to your standards and, and remind me of how um, it should be applied to my life. Because the, one of the first things that I have to do oftentimes when working with my clients is really help them understand the true meaning of vision, purpose, and gifts or the vision, purpose, and mission, excuse me, right? I remember when we talked before, I talked to you about how I was in my closet and God gave me three words. He said, go, be, and do, right? And that tends to be the way that I explain vision, purpose, and mission, right? So vision, like I said earlier, is going after a vision, visual representation that God gives you to go after, right? That's the going part, right? B, right? Purpose has nothing to do with action, seeing. Purpose is a matter of being. Purpose is your innate abilities. Purpose is your personality. Purpose is how you make people feel when you walk into a room. Purpose has nothing to do with your work. It has nothing to do with your environment. It has everything to do with what's on the inside of you. God said before you were in your mother's womb, he knew you. That meant he knew your being. He didn't he didn't have a chance to employ your doing yet. So how could purpose be associated with what you do? The doing is right. So people said, oh, my purpose is to just to use you is to be a lawyer. No, that's the mission where God has given you for this season that aligns with your purpose and God's vision for your life. Right. So you want to become confident and and, uh, attain the next level of God's vision for your life and your business then you need to really get, you need to become one with, with, with what vision, purpose, and your gifts really are. Explore those things, get real clear, and then write the vision, make it plain. And then once you write the vision and make it plain and concise, go after it without fear, without hesitancy, and without any naysayer trying to tell you that you can't do it. Because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. The word says that. So you got to believe it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Go be and do. Listen, I believe that LJ has gotten you all the way together today. (laughs) And you feel, and if you feel like you need more, I am with her shameless plug. You go and hire her because God has given her a gift to help you to get yourself together. (laughs) Thank you. So before we go, I need you to tell us how we can work with you how we yes, can ma'am. find you on Instagram, how we can connect with you. Let us know all the details. Yes, ma'am. So where you can get the most updates, but I, I will I will be transparent in this. Right now I'm working with a graphic designer. So my website is not up to par, but it will be in a couple of weeks. So where you could get all the information for me eventually is www.ljleads.com, which is spelled E-L-L-E-J-A-Y. L-E-A-D-S dot com. But um, where I'm most active is on Instagram, which is LJ Leads again. Um, that's my handle. That's my username. I'm also on YouTube. I'm also on Facebook. If you want to find me, LJ is always LJ Leads is always where you find me. Um, so you can follow me there. 
I'm trying to get more active <laughs> on the social media thing um, and try to remain consistent, but you can always DM me. I always check it and, and, and peruse through it oftentimes. But um, when you go to my website, you can sign up for a vision clarity session, which is a 15 to 20 minute opportunity where you can just come to me and talk, talk about what you think God is calling you to do and what you, or, or talk about your pains. And I can just offer, you know, 15, 20 minutes of advice, or you can schedule a consultation and we can get you into one of my programs that I have. But I have this awesome opportunity coming up, Shantae, in Charlotte, North Carolina, this November. November 11th through the 13th specifically, where I'm doing something called the Vision Incubator Live Retreat. It's going to be an intimate experience, what I call a VIP pressurized experience, where me and a couple of great experts are coming together to literally push men and women to God's purpose for for their life in alignment with his vision for your life and business. So I'm hoping um, I'm releasing that to the public July 28th, 2021. Um, So we only have 28 slots. So I am hoping to see some of you there, even you Shantae, if you're interested. So if you want to get in contact with me, I mean, if you want to be in the room with me and see some of my gifts in, 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 in operation, join me at the incubator. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Okay. So you guys, you heard everything that Elle said. Of course, I'm going to put it in the show notes. So all (laughs) you have to do is click the link. You have no excuse. Join with her, follow her, get, get, find out the information about that incubator. It's good to get in a room. There's something about listening to us over a podcast and and, and hearing us over social media, but there's nothing like that one-on-one human connection. Yeah. So definitely find out more information from LJ. LJ, I have appreciated this. This has been absolutely amazing. And you have gotten me together in ways you do not know. The feeling is mutual. (laughs) So I take that and I receive that. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. And I actually, I look forward to having you on the podcast again in the future. So don't, don't, Don't think it's gone now. You don't. Okay. You will be back in Jesus' name. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Thank, Thank you so much. You. I so appreciate the opportunity when you, you know, I was just, when we connected and just to get to know each other and you extended the invitation. I was so honored by it. I was so humbled by it. I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be able to join forces with such a powerful force by herself to join in the work that you're doing with your community. So, Thank you for the opportunity. I pray that everyone is blessed, continues to be blessed by the gift that is Shantae. Um, and I look forward to tuning into your podcast as well and listening to your other guests. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slave podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Be sure to like and subscribe. And also be sure to leave a comment, leave a review. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you liked from this episode, what you like from the show. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Pray Plan Slave Podcast, or you can follow me, your host, Shantae Sapphire, at Shantae Sapphire on Instagram. And the podcast is also on Facebook at PrayPlanSlay.com. We're on Twitter at Shantae Sapphire. All that information will be below in the show notes. Thanks again for joining us.